You're listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, brought to you by the Vacation Rental Formula Business School. Are you ready to take your vacation rental business to the next level? Invest in the knowledge and training you need to get there. With the Vacation Rental Formula Business School, you can gain access to an exclusive course library that covers topics like marketing, pricing, strategies, operations, and more. Become one of our founding members today and get exclusive access to all additional content produced in the years to come. Whether you're just starting out or want to expand your existing business, you'll learn invaluable lessons from the top industry experts. So don't wait any longer. Secure your spot today at vacationrentalformula.com forward slash biz school and start your journey to success. Are you ready for today's podcast? Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, I am super excited to be back with you once again. Still going on this countdown to leaving the sunshine of Gulf Shores, Alabama, and heading back north up I-75 and back into the snow. It looks like it's going to be pretty cold and snowy when we get back home, but what the heck. After five months down here, I think I actually quite like to see a little bit of snow even if it's just for a, for a few days, because at least we know in April that even if it does snow, it will go away pretty quickly. So it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to talk about the weather anymore. I'm going to talk about something that we really haven't discussed at all, which is artificial intelligence and machine learning, because it's on everybody's lips at the moment. And every time I look at a news report or articles on just about every popular website related to the short-term rental industry, you're going to see something about AI and chat GPT. And actually, just before I started to record this, I was looking at some AI-generated headshots and Mike's been working with a company, and I'll, I'll put a link to them in the show notes. Let me just see what they are called. They're called Try It On. Try It On Headshots. And you send them images, and I'm sure you've seen these. You send them your selfies, and for a relatively small fee, I think it was about $25, they will send back 30 or 40 different headshots generated by AI and I, I tell you, they actually don't take out the wrinkles. <laughs> they don't take out the crow's feet around the eyes. One or two of these, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's what I'm going to look like in 10 years time. So I won't be using those. But there are one or two that sort of look like me. But it's really weird when you're actually faced with this array of different headshots. And you know that they're all based on this one image of yourself, but it doesn't look like you. At least to me, it doesn't look like me. But anyway, we'll probably share a few of these, going to share a few of these perhaps on the Facebook group and get some comments on them because I, I find this fascinating. I'm also looking into some 
I mean, we've been using AI platforms for a while for generating things like headlines. You know, you, you put in a summary of something that you're writing and say, give us a funny headline or give us a headline that's eye-catching or something that's going to surprise, you know, surprising headline, something like that. And they come up with some great suggestions. So, yeah, we've been using a whole range of platforms AI platforms to help us out with content generation. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I know that we have discussed this in the past. We've been talking about predictive hospitality with Evan Dolgau a while back. I mean, that seems like ages ago that I went to Miami and saw Evan talk about predictive hospitality. And it seemed like it was just also new. And now it's not, it's just mainstream and everybody's using it. And I know that my friend Bart Sobies in Australia has been doing a lot with his clients over there and his clients in the US with AI and chat GPT and how to use it in our industry. So I wanted to bring him on board and have a good conversation about how we can actually practically use it. And by practically, I don't mean, you know, just give it a topic and have ChatGPT generate an entire blog post, which you then publish. But I want to know more about how you can use ChatGPT or other AI platforms and still retain your personality, still keep that bit of yourself, your voice, your brand in there so that it's not being diluted into something that is completely generic that you can see everywhere. And I'm sure now you're probably looking at articles and things in the press, and you're probably saying these were generated by AI. They were generated by ChatGPT. You can see it. And people have just copied and pasted the bullet points and not done any customizing, shall we say, of them. Anyhow, I'm going to talk to Bart about all sorts of things. You're going to come away with some really great action points on how to use this very powerful new resource that we all have at our fingertips. I am super delighted to have with me today Bart Sobies, and I'm talking, we're in the afternoon here in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and we're on tomorrow in Australia. That always, that always screws me up completely, Bart, but welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolute pleasure, and it is a pleasure to be joining you from the future. <laughs> I love it. I wish it worked with lottery numbers, though, doesn't, don't we all say that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the lottery, knowing what's happening ahead of time, it's uh, one of the, the golden nuggets out there. Yeah, yeah. Great shame. Somebody will work it out since, well, you know, we're, we're talking about the future today. So maybe by yeah. the end of this, we'll have worked this out. <laughs> we'll have to ask ChatGPT, right? Yes. Yeah. So that is going to be probably the the main topic of, of this conversation. But firstly, Bart, just uh, you know, welcome back. You were on the show not so long ago. We met in uh, Miami at the Book Direct show, which was a, a yep. great event. And I know that you've been to numerous events since then and you're now back in Australia again so uh, just just give us a quick recap on what you do who you are yep. and you can tell everybody why I suggested that you come on and talk about chat GPT 
Yeah, beautiful. Look, uh, Bart Sobies is my name. I run a company called iBooked.online. We are specialists in book direct websites. So we help short-term rental owners get more direct bookings through creating a really beautiful website where people can book direct. But I guess our biggest point of difference is that uh, we spend a lot of time and money in optimizing that user journey so that people can really check out. So it's not just visiting a website and it looking nice. It's actually say, what do they, what triggers do they need to follow to get through to the checkout? Beyond that, I'm also the host of the accommodation show. And also now we've launched the Accommodation Professionals Network, which is a network, a training network where you can go and get yourself educated and collaborate with other hosts to become better at your business and a real professional in this space. Why did you get in touch with me? Well, hopefully I did a good enough job last time when we met. But really, I'll I'll tell you the story. I think it was in November, but that was my first real encounter with trying um, one of these new AI tools. Actually, I lie a little bit. Before that, I don't know if anyone knows or has heard of a a tool called Jasper.ai. And that was a tool that everyone was using to do copywriting, to help them answer questions that they had. And then... Uh, the media started circulating, hey, there's this new tool called ChatGPT. And if you're right now, like I was saying, yeah, I've heard about it. I've used it once, don't really understand it. I'm a deep dive. I've gone in, I've took this thing apart. I really understood how ChatGPT works. It's the worst name ever. Uh, (laughs) And and how you can use it in your accommodation business, in your short-term rental business, to become a better operator, but also to just save yourself a lot of time, effort, and money. So I created a course, a five-day challenge on Facebook. We had over 350 people join up um, and then learn about ChatGPT. And I think that's when you reached out, Heather, and you're like, hey, what do you know? What can you share with my audience? So that's why we're here today. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And I love that you're in the training and education business because I think it's, it is so important that you know we we get to share the knowledge that we've learned over time and help people do this business the right way and that's why we're all involved uh, the majority of people who come on to this show are involved in book direct yeah i'm just writing a course of my own at the moment and and i have a topic just says you know it's not all airbnb no you're you're absolutely right and look what's what's fascinating is that using this sort of technology and it's going to help you get more direct bookings that's how we've always pitched that we market it because you're going to be more effective in terms of communicating with potential guests on your website be it through email be it through social media and just doing your, your marketing efforts. You're communicating more effectively because now you've got a tool which is probably better than most people writing in English. I mean, this is, you know, people are doing dissertations and they're doing all these uh, exams and they're writing better than a human would. Um, so you're using this technology to communicate more effectively with your guests, then convert them into more bookings. And funnily enough, I mean, it's, it's still going to help you get more bookings to, through the OTAs as well. And we actually had someone in the OS, we had a few people in the course, they got to the first part of the, the five-day challenge where we went and we optimized the descriptions and the site titles or the titles, the descriptions. <laughs> and they came back the next day and they said, hey, Bart, I just got three more bookings last night. And I said, what, just through a few changes? They're like, yes, I have. And yes, I did. So that's how powerful this particular technology is. And it can be 
from both sides, right? So one is you're saving mm -hmm. your time and effort, but the other side is, yes, you will get more bookings if you're communicating more effectively. And I think it, it, it takes away the issue that's faced a lot of people for a lot of time, me included, and that's writer's block. You don't mm -hmm. have to have writer's block anymore. You know, no, no more, no more staring at a at a blank sheet saying, "How do I describe this property?" or "How do I start?" You know, what, what do I put in this blog post? All you have to do is is to create a prompt, and we're going to talk about things like prompts and what that actually means and what your responsibility is to create this thing. But let's go back to the very beginning about creating content and how important it is yeah. to have. I mean, you're for a direct book website yeah 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 look uh, i think that when i'm doing my training when i'm teaching people i'm always teaching people about understanding your audience and who's actually reading and where they come from what their background is and what who your audience is who you're actually talking to and I think that's the, the kind of the first part of the puzzle overall is really understanding your audience and being able to talk to them effectively in the way that they're going to understand. And for most people out there, most people that I've ever worked with that have built a website, they start talking about themselves from their own point of view. And they say, this is my short-term rental. This is what's in it. There's a bed. There's a pool. There's a kitchen. There's a TV. You can watch Netflix on it and all these things. And you're just talking about your property. And to be honest with you, it's for most people that are reading this, it's, it's really dry. It's really boring. There's nothing that differentiates you. You're not really talking to your audience. But if you knew that this person was coming for a trip to visit an area because they want to go sightseeing and they've come with their family to show them around as a cultural type of experience, then you would start to rephrase everything on your website in the context of that person. So you would be saying, hey, this is the perfect place to come and stay for a weekend away with your family. We've got all of these things that are suitable for you. So we've got toys for the kids to play with. We've got a separate area for you to be able to do some work if you need some quiet space. And then not only that, during the days, this is what you might get up to. So you might get out into the city. It's a five-minute walk to a local cafe where they've got the best coffee and the best croissants and the best whatever it is in your area. And what you're doing is you're reframing everything in the context of the people that are visiting. And if, if they get to your website and that's the first thing they read, they go, oh, my God, they understand exactly yeah. what, who I am and what I need. Guess what's going to happen? Yeah, you're in their head. You're in their head, and and what happens is that that immediate rapport is created. Yeah. This this person gets me. Yeah, exactly. So their their likelihood of booking direct at that stage goes up infinitely mm -hmm. because no, very few other people or very few other of your competitors will actually be doing the same thing and talking directly to your audience. And there's an argument here that might say, Heather, well. If I'm talking to a group that's a family, then what about everybody else? What if it's not a family? What if it's a couple that's coming to visit us? And now we're talking directly to families. So what about the couples? So that's where you really need to do a lot of work. And like I said, at the beginning, understanding who your potential avatars and audiences are, target two or three of them within your copy, 
And that's going to get you far more bookings because the other people that are sort of on the fringe of those, those top three, they're going to book anyway. Mm-hmm. But at least you're talking to those specific categories of people that are coming. So that's where uh, technology comes in because where you said, and I want to go back to this, the writer's block, we can get really stuck on knowing what to write. To, to a, When we're writing to a couple, when we're writing to a family or to an audience, so we don't really understand that well. It's very difficult to get started. It's very difficult with those first words to say, well, what do I write? What What is going to be interesting to a family? You can even tell when I'm talking, there are things where I just don't know the answer. And I would now go to ChatGPT and say, all right, what would be the perfect experience for a family of four in my city? Okay, let's go there. Let's go and get a little bit more specific. So we're, yeah. we're saying we're talking about the avatar and we, we've covered this in, in many other episodes. We've talked about avatar, persona, whatever you'd like to, to call it. This is your perfect target guest, the person that is most likely to come and, and rent your place. And you should have this bio of this person, you know, where they live, how old they are, what their family makeup is, where they work, what they like to do for leisure. I mean, you've, you've mentioned this. So, Mm -hmm. so how do you take this, you know, you've got this picture of your perfect guest and maybe it is, you know, you're, you're, you're a, is it Gen Z now? The youngest, you know, the, the you're a Gen Z, so. you're a Gen yeah, Z. I, I lose track. <laughs> you're a Gen Z investor, let's say, and you want to attract retired people, but you've got absolutely no idea what they might want to do beyond mm. playing pickleball because we know that everybody that's retired now plays pickleball, <laughs> including me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, and that's that's just it's such a great question because we don't really know what a, a, a typical and but by the way there's a lot of generalization that you're going to be doing and I, and I want you to be conscious of this we're not talking about of course when we write our avatar and we talk about ideal customers we're talking about one person mm-hmm. or one individual or one family group so that then we can write to them but there's a lot of generalization in there so if we're kind of going at the the, the lowest common denominator say what do retirees generally want uh, when they go and do this kind of experience. And funnily enough, um, I was actually at a conference last week or a big event and uh, Tourism Research Australia had actually uh, has done this awesome research. And what they've done is they've said, okay, retirees, what is it that they actually want from a place if they're traveling to do a cultural experience? And then you find out and then they, they've done the research. That, oh, you know what? 38% of them, and I don't have the exact number, but can, uh, we can post up a link to it. 38% are interested in um, indigenous experiences. And you go, what, really? They're really interested in indigenous experiences? Yes, they are. So what you would do is you would do two things. If you wanted to create a story of an experience of staying with you for a retiree, one, you could go to ChatGPT and you could put in a prompt. And you would say something like this. You would say something like, I'm just trying to figure out the words, <laughs> Chat GPT, can you please, and I always like to use please. I don't know why I've had people comment on that. Why do you always put please? I don't know. I feel I should be polite to, to Chat GPT because it's so helpful. Could you please write me an ideal day or an ideal experience for a guest who is a retiree to my city? And what will happen is Chat GPT will take the avatar, so the retiree, and it will take the city, and then it will start to create a whole lot of words which will then 
guide you in terms of writing your copy on your website mm-hmm. for the retiree. And then if you wanted to, sorry, so one last thing, then if you wanted to, and this is where ChatGPT is so important, is that you want to give it the right prompts and the right data, you might go and then grab the research and you might say the top three things that retirees like to do are food and drink, theatre, and Indigenous experiences. And then ChatGPT will take those three and build on that and your location and your avatar, and then it'll start to give you some really concise uh, messaging that then you can uh, convey to your potential guests. Yeah, what I wanted to pick up on then, you you actually said that, that this will guide you in the creation mm-hmm. of. Yeah. And I think this is really important, you know, and... and I have seen a lot recently and in some popular short-term rental writers' articles, those that that are just copied and pasted directly from ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. And you can, I don't think you have to be around it that long to realise what is generated directly from there and what has been taken as a guide and then personalised and, you know, somebody's own brand has been put upon it. How important is that? There's a few things you want to be careful of. One is if your audience starts to understand that you're copying and pasting from something that's AI generated and they can see it, that's where the problem arises. There's actually nothing like a, a, there's nothing in my view conceptually wrong with just copying and pasting if the data is accurate and if it's perfect. The problem that we have right now is that the, the answer is that ChatGPT will give you are a little bit too generic. They sound kind of the same. They're picking up on the same language model. So there isn't uh, much randomness, which is actually happening, which is actually that randomness or the character that you have within the way that you talk, it kind of gets lost and it becomes very generic. And if people can start to pick up on it and see it because they're going to see it more and more and more with everybody, then that's when they can disengage. So someone starts reading, they go, all right, this is really enthusiastic. Why is Heather so pumped up about Bart coming on to the show? She never talks like that. Because one, you may have given ChatGPT the wrong prompt, or two, you haven't gone through and really read what's been written to then reword it into your own words. So there's a few tips that I'll give. One is that um, there are some tools. If you're looking at sort of plagiarism and that sort of thing, there are some tools that can actually rewrite the content to then avoid the chat GPT detectors. That's another story altogether. But you can also give it instruction in terms of tone and the way that you want it to sound. And then therefore you could say, hey, please write this as though I was the president of the United States. Or please write this as though I'm Joe Rogan. Or please write this as though I'm Elon Musk or whoever you can think of that's quite a popular voice and it will uh, will do it for you. Uh, but yeah, 100%, you want to be super careful with those prompts and the words and you definitely need to read everything and potentially add your own voice to it so that it sounds authentic. You you did mention you were, you know you were talking about you know retirees and giving a prompt to generate some ideas on on what these uh, on what this avatar could do when they came to this particular location and you said you know after ChatGPT comes up with the first iteration you then ask it another question or you give it some more mm-hmm. information and I think it took me a while to come around to that that you know it wasn't a one and done thing. 
So could you go into that in a little more depth as to the, the, the fact that it is a conversation and as, as you go forward, you generate more and more and better material? Yeah. So there's a few things I want to kind of cover off here. And, and this is really important for everyone to know. The reason why it's important to listen to what we're seeing right now, it's not about chat GBT. That's one of the things I really want to emphasize. This is about AI and a technology getting better to help you within your business in all sorts of ways. And we'll talk about those ways in a second, the things that you can do using this kind of technology. And this technology, it's all about language. And it's using that language to generate responses. And that's the that's the key to this, right? So you can get different data points and they can analyze it with, with different models, but this is actually using a language-based model to then give you the answers. So therefore, because it's using language, it can only give you answers based on what you've given it. And if you're not clear and concise, and if it doesn't really understand what it's meant to do with this language or this data that you've given it, then it just won't work. It just won't give you the answers that you're actually <laughs> looking for. So the more accurate you can be in your questions and the more data that you give it to work from, the more accurate it can be in your responses. Now, when we talk about retirees, we talked about quite general. We said, all right, they're going to visit this particular city. We said that they're probably going to be interested in these different things. So we're giving it a few hints to get it going and to say, all right, now, if we wanted to elaborate on it, we might say, you know what? This is a group of retirees. There's four of them. Or we might say, you know what? This is a solo retiree traveler who's super rich, filthy rich. And then you put that in. And you know what? Their experience will probably be completely different to a group of four retirees. So what you can do is as you go through, one is you can change the tone. So say, could you please write, rewrite this in a different tone? But also, could you now please rewrite this, but rewrite it for uh, a solo retiree that's got lots of cash mm-hmm. um, or that loves to sail or whatever it is. You can keep on giving more and more context. And the more you give it, the more accurate the answers can be. And now, you will have done this before, Heather, is that you've given it more context and it gets it completely wrong. Have you had that happen before? <laughs> yes. And I've gone back and said, yeah, no, you know, that's not right. And and then, of course, you get the long apology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry I got that wrong. Let me try again. And so it's important that people listening understand that this tool is a tool that you can use to your advantage, but you have to know how to use this tool. And right now, the tool that we're using, it's called ChatGPT. In the future, you'll be using a different tool, depending on what gets developed and how this technology moves forward. It's all about you understanding what prompts to give it. And there's two things that I do. So one is if it hasn't quite understood it, but I see that it's going in the right direction, I will give it more guidance and say, all right, you've got this description correct. You've got all of these bits correct, but these parts here, they're, they're not quite working. We don't really think that this person is going to be interested in going night clubbing. You got that completely wrong. Please remove that part, but please add that they want to have a, a, a go and see an orchestra or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm generalizing a lot here. <laughs> so, so then you can rewrite that, or you might need to take a step back and go back to your initial prompt and then rewrite it and just say, and then ask a different question or rephrase the question with a bit more specificity as to what you're actually looking for in terms of your answer. Oh, here's a question for you. So if you're going to do that, do you start with a completely new thread? Ha, this is a good one. So this is trial and error and experimentation. It does, it, I've actually gone through and put in the same question with like a, a word difference, like an and or an or, 
or something like that. And then it's given me completely different responses. I actually find that the longer you thread it, the more it starts to pull from content, which is a little bit irrelevant to my initial, Mm -hmm. to the the last question in there. So I'm generally quite often uh, using new, fresh prompts to then get going rather than trying to work on previous ones. Most of the time, maybe about three questions deep. And then after that, it gets a little bit confused and it's a bit like, oh, I don't know which parts you want me to take from. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because uh, I was, I was a little sort of confused about whether to just, you know, just keep going and keep going. And then I forget what came up at the top as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll actually take the last answer it gave me, which I know is most relevant, start a new thread and and start working from there and go going down. Excellent. Let's get practical. Let's get really practical here with things that people can actually do. We've talked about this this group of retirees going to one location. So it's like, you know, it's an, it's a blog post or it's a content, you know, an, an evergreen content article for your website. What else can we use this for? Where is it going to help? So when I did the five-day challenge, this was where I kind of got my headspace uh, into and said, how do we get more direct bookings? How do we use AI in the most effective way? And I think that the, the the challenge was all about, one, to get more direct bookings, but also to get more bookings overall and just to be more efficient and that sort of thing. So those are the two sort of areas that we're going to talk about uh, now and the, the different things that you can do. You would have heard me clicking around. I was just bringing up my list to make sure I don't forget anything that's really important. So I think that if we look at, if we start off at the basics, we're looking at things like optimizing your listings. So the title of your listing, the title is one of the most important ones. And that's where you're going to get most people clicking or engaging with it. And it's actually interesting because some of the OTAs don't even give the title anymore when you're actually doing a search as a guest. But these these titles, you're going to have them on your website, uh, on a lot of OTAs as well, so that when they click on, then it's going to explain what your property is all about. So what you'll do is you'll go through and you'll go to ChatGPT and you'll grab the whole description of your property. Then under that description, you'll say, please create five, 10, 15 different titles for the listing. And then you'll, you'll also potentially say something like, please make these short or concise, or please make them in under 30 words, or please make them target this particular demographic. And the last part is you're also going to say, please make it engaging so that then that's going to call people to actually click on it and that sort of thing. So that's the first one. It's getting your title. Mm-hmm. And the second part is your description. For most people out there, they haven't used this tool. They haven't gone through and re- re-looked at their descriptions because quite often we just don't have the time. We haven't thought about it. But get your whole description and then just put that into, into your favorite AI tool, ChatGBT this time around. And then just at the bottom put, please rewrite this in a more engaging way. Mm-hmm. Or please rewrite this in, in, uh, in a way which is more appealing. And that's going to generate a response, which you'll find that there'll be bits that you'll take and then you'll put into your description and you're pretty much good to go. So optimizing your titles, that's one of the, the top things. And that's what I was saying before. People have done this and then immediately over the same night got more bookings just by improving their description. It's, it's pretty incredible. 
Okay, that's uh, so we've got titles, we've got the listing. What else are we going to be using this for? <laughs> I mean, I know, okay. I know the things. I, I mean, I'm using it for for so much at the moment, and I and I did as as a bit of a of an experiment for for the first time. I put my prompt in. I, you know, I'm talking to an expert on Chat GPT about using it for. <laughs> short-term rentals what questions should i be asking and and it generated a really good group of questions not all of them that i'm using but it was you know real good triggers for me to create a good interview now i'm using this and i used this recently when i talked to keith brady from florida vacation rental law and i wasn't mm-hmm. really sure of what questions i should be asking a lawyer about you know what do people want to know so I, my prompt was talking to a vacation rental lawyer who specializes in writing contracts and agreements and whatever else he does. And yeah. what questions should I ask him that will be appreciated by an audience of property managers and hosts alike? So yeah, so it generated all of those, all of those questions. So yeah, that, that was my example of what I'm using it for. Yeah, so the, the the key thing is here is to whenever you've got an opportunity to try to get more information, then it's it's worthwhile asking the question. You lose nothing by going into ChatGPT and saying, hey, what do you think about this particular problem that I've got? How would you resolve it? And that's all that it's doing is you're going, you're going in and you're saying, your problem is that you've got a guest, you don't know too much about law. And then what it's doing is it's actually filling in some of the blanks that you might might not have the answers to. So what it does, because it has pretty much all the information on the internet by the last two years right now, but that, that will change. It's giving you a much broader context of information or much broader range of questions that you would never as a human being be able to think of yourself. Mm-hmm. So therefore, when you're asking, hey, what else can we do? Anything, any kind of question that you have or any kind of problem that you're dealing with, you can go into there. So I've got clients that I work with that I consult with and I say, all right, they say, oh, I've got to find a new, a new staff member. Oh, do, you have any, do you have any examples of what I could write as a PD? Position description, by the way. Right. Um, Thank you. Then, then, <laughs> <laughs> then ChatGPT. Um, I'm looking for a VA for my short-term rental. Can you please write a position description? It will do it for you, or at least give you an outline to start working from. And then you say, oh, I also need this person to do X, Y, and Z. So that's one of the things that that people are doing, so so for hiring and that sort of stuff. Guests, queries, questions, that sort of thing. You uh, You can ask it to answer them. So for example, someone might be saying, what are the best things to do around the area? Chat GPT, what? the best things to do around this particular area and it'll start to give you answers on there. How do I use this particular appliance? You can give it a go and then it'll start to give you answers. So all the guest queries and that sort of thing, um, as long as it's not too data heavy. So for example, availability dates or what mm-hmm. are the price? That's We're not there right yet, but it's not going to be long before it will be able to answer these questions. So um, guest queries, but let me give you another one that most people haven't thought of. Reviews. Yeah. After you've done your 100th review, be it even positive or negative, and you've got to respond to them and say, oh, thank you so much for the review, it gets exhausting, and you just don't know what to write anymore. So many people now are grabbing the review, popping it in, saying, 
give me a really nice response to, to this particular review. Then if we go even further, where I found it even more powerful is if the review is not favorable and creating a response to that, it can be incredibly powerful because it takes a lot of the emotion that you would have as a host out of it saying, oh, you said something really bad about my property. I'm really upset. I want to get, get a bit of revenge or I don't know what to write and I want to be empathetic, but I want to be stern because they're the ones who are in the wrong. <laughs> so you can ask it to, to, to give you a response. And then with that response, you might be like, oh, no, that's a little bit too harsh. Make it a little bit less harsh or make it a bit more stern because you're being a bit mm -hmm. too kind here. So uh, uh, responding to, to reviews is a huge one as well. I've, I've seen a couple of these, you know, people have been posting them and you hit the nail on the head. We said, you know, it's taken the emotion out of it. There is, it's not an emotional response. It's, it's Correct. a response based on what was written in the original review. Now that may have had emotion in it, but mm. chat GPT or whatever you're going to be using is not reacting to that emotion it, it's it's simply giving a factual response and i and i've I, the ones i've seen are just tremendous it's incredible isn't it and it goes back to that as well is that you've got to be careful not to just copy and paste and go yeah that's going to be the right the right answer and if the review that negative review doesn't have enough context and let's say they're just bashing bashing your business and they they haven't said anything about the fact that they're short that they stay in a short-term rental or whatever city then you might need to give ChatGPT a little bit more context within your answer. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I'll get the review and then I'd say, ChatGPT, this is a negative review that I got for my short-term rental property. They stayed for a week. They were a family of four, blah, blah, blah. Can you please respond uh, in a really empathetic and positive way to this, to this review? And then it'll do it. And then you might go even further and say, could you please find ways to get them to change their review score <laughs> all of a sudden we'll start we'll starting ways to change the review score and do you know why i know this because i've done this i've done this we uh i recently had a five-star review change to a four of one of my my courses and i believe it's because they couldn't get access to it which i don't believe was my fault you know, if they can't get into it that's not up to me uh, but you know of course it was an issue right and it is an issue and so then I said, hey, can we, what can we write to get them to try to change the review? And then we wrote it as an email. We sent through the email and the person said, hell, these were the issues that I had. And then we managed to convert the four to a five with the use of chat GPT. So, and it, what it is, I would, I would have been able to write the email in such a great way um, mm -hmm. as chat GPT did. And it did take me four goes to get it to really understand the context of what the issue was. Yeah. And once again, it's, it's not necessarily a one and done thing. It takes, Correct. it takes a little bit more time. What about drawbacks, limitations? What do you find? Are you finding that people are making mistakes when they're using these, these tools? Look, most of the time, especially when we did the five day challenge. And I mean, for you, uh, just so everyone knows at the end of this, I'll give you some links. So you'll be able to get back into that and get into the, the challenge mm -hmm. content so you can go and review it. But 90% of the time it was just understanding how to ask the question and also the fact that right now it doesn't, it, the data might be a little bit old. Uh, so therefore it will give you information that might not be current right now. Now, when you're listening to this episode, you might be listening to it when it comes out, you might be listening to it in a year's time. So 
this stuff is going to get better and it'll get uh, the, the, the models will get better at answering the questions and understanding what you're asking. But that's just going to take time. But that time, it's, you know, people are like, oh, it's going to take years. It's going to take months, <laughs> literally months. And it'll just get better and better at answering your questions in a way that you see fit. Particularly now the Bing is it integrating ChatGPT into its search engine. It's going to have so much data that's constantly crunching. So we'll get better at answering it and making sure that's answering the right way. So one is the limitations, the types of questions that you have. Right now, the fact that you can only put it in a certain number of words, so therefore there's a certain length of text that will that'll only take and analyze. And then I think that the, the other big limitation is, oh, lost my trail of thought there. <laughs> um, but look, yeah, so there are different limitations. Oh, I was, I was going to say that it's um, about the content not being yours, I yeah. guess, is the other part of it, right? Is that it's not your content. Yes, you've given the prompts and there's a little bit of legal uh, or the debate right now as to who owns that particular content, whether the AI owns it itself, whether the person who created the AI owns the content or whether you own the content because the content would have been created had you not asked the questions. So that's there's a little bit of a wrangling there in terms of uh, where the copyright lies. But from my understanding at this stage, it's pretty safe to use without any kind of copyright implications, but it's still a to be determined area. Mm -hmm. So don't take it, don't take it as granted. So my advice is whatever it gives you, edit it, edit it enough so that it becomes your own. So if there's somebody listening to this, who's never used this tool, this resource, any of these resources before, what do you suggest that they do to actually get into this and to, to start working with it? Funny you should say that. So uh, the first thing is you want to get yourself an account. You want to get yourself logged in. Uh, it's open.ai open AI. Uh, that you want to go to, and that's how you get yourself an account and get yourself set up. The first thing you want to do is just get in there, get your account, and give it a go. Just punch in some questions, see what answers they actually have. The next stage is just about educating yourself and trying to open up your mind to what's actually possible. Jump onto iBookedOnline forward slash AI, and then we'll give you access to, to the first step of getting yourself set up so that then you know that you're going the right path. And for example, some people can't actually get onto the platform. We'll show you how what the alternatives are to actually get yourself into the space. And then educate yourself. Figure out what you can do. The things that we haven't talked about, Heather, are um, SEO. Mm-hmm. So coming up with better keywords. We haven't talked about lead magnets. So that's ways of of providing information for people. And I, I want to cover this very quickly, giving people information so that's so good that they ha- that they want it and they'll give you something back for it. So they'll give you your their email address to find out what the 10 best attractions are in your area coming from the point of view of a local. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of stuff that you would do is to create a lead magnet to get people to come in. Guides. So if you've got a digital guidebook and you want to pad that out and give more information, you're going to be using that. If you want to write blog articles as well, there's just the potential is enormous, but you need to educate yourself. So you need to, there are people that are working on this all the time, like myself, and you'll be able to go and say, oh, what are you using it for? And go, okay, great. Those are great ideas. And I'm going to start using them in my business. The third thing that I highly recommend, if you're running a team or if you've got people working in your business, 
they must be educated on this as quick as you humanly can. Mm -hmm. It will save you so much money in terms of your business and it will increase your output in terms of what your staff can actually achieve in a much shorter time frame. Yeah, that that is great. I, I see the I see the minutes ticking away here, and we've sort of touching the surface. I I feel, um, but we will probably you know this is this is a conversation that we will probably review over the course of the next year. Because my last question here is, you know, how do you how do you see this all evolving in the future, and what impact is that that going to have on short term rental operators? Yeah, look, uh, with with AI and with this kind of technology, it's going to become more embedded in everything that we do. So right now, we're all going to chat GPT and putting in our prompts and that sort of thing. I don't believe that in the future we'll be doing that. I think that if you actually look at the way the way that Bing is going, is that they're incorporating this into sort of like a traditional search engine. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this stuff where right now you have to go and do it, it's just going to become part of our life. I think it's going to become very, very quick that everything changes. So then you'll log into an app like uh, WhatsApp and you'll be writing a message. I'll be writing a message to Heather and I'll say, oh, can you just write a response to Heather? And then I'll just do the, the responding back and forth. So uh, when we're talking about guest communication, I think that all of this technology will very rapidly be embedded into everything that we do. And rather than actually writing the answers, we'll be guiding the, the robots to do what we want them to do, write a good response, a bad response, and then it will write, do the language part of it for us. The downside of that could be incredible because, you know, what's going to happen? humanity like if if robots are writing everything for us in terms of short-term rentals in the short term it will be the operators that take on this technology and start using it within their business in the long term i think that it's embedded into everything that you do so for example you'll be writing a listing on an ota and the ota will come back to you and say hey we've got a much better title which we think you should use Mm -hmm. so it'll just become more seamless and just integrate in everything that you do you'll be writing an email or write half the email for you um it's already doing that kind of stuff yes (laughs) yeah right so so it's the, the the future is we won't be doing much writing anymore and the other part of it that is important a voice so right now there's more and more technology which will transcribe for you. So then you'll just be doing everything using your voice. It'll write all the, it'll pad it out for you, make it look really great, and then send that as a text. Uh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was I was exploring some voice potential this week. You know, just record your voice, and you know, I, I think in the future, you know, I'll ju- I'll just give a few comment, a, a few prompts into a platform of some sort and the virtual version of me will be asking you the questions. Yeah, well, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Like, to be honest with you, when, when you had sent through the questions to me, then, then going back and I go back to chat GPT and go, what are the answers to these questions that Heather just gave me? So therefore the relevance of us becomes less and less. There's a whole whole other episode about the potential dangers of, of this sort of technology and it does need to be regulated. It's absolutely critical, but uh, not for today. Um, I do recommend that if you are a copywriter, if you're a journalist, if you're doing any of this kind of stuff, don't shy away. Unfortunately or fortunately, it's here to stay. You can incorporate it in what you do and become better at being uh, at, at achieving the results that you want to. Yeah, that's a great note to end on. I mean, as a content creator myself, it's like, you know, I'm not going anywhere just yet. 
So I will continue to, and I'm sure you will continue to use uh, all, all these resources as tools. That's exactly what they are. Yeah. And look, you are going to keep innovating. And that's the whole thing. You'll find different ways to use these tools to your advantage. And it's all about, at the end of the day, it's about communication. So you're trying to communicate more effectively with people. And if this can help you to get there, then great. Bart, it's been an absolute pleasure. We need to come back and revisit this, you know, probably in about six months' time, and that will be really, really interesting because I know, you know, thing, things are changing at warp speed right now, and yeah. you know, I, you know, we'll come back in six months, and and the the entire landscape may be very, very different. Yeah, look, I'm um, over the next six months. I'll be traveling actually all over the world talking about ChatGPT. AI and how we use it in terms of direct bookings, because that's where, you know, we make those websites, we get people going there. So I can imagine from this conversation where we're already at and it'll be completely different in six months time after doing that tour. So looking forward to it. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining me from Australia tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, my day is about to get started. Have a good sleep tonight. Yeah, I will do. I will do. Enjoy your day, Bart. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Pleasure having mine. Thank you so much, Heather. Take care. Thank you so much, Bart Sobies. This is such a fascinating topic. I could talk about it at way more length than I. <laughs> If you could, if you could imagine that I could talk about it at more length than I have been doing over the past few weeks, but uh, I'm I'm just super excited about it. I think we've all got to get into it. We've all got to understand what it's all about and what impact it's going to have on our business in the future. So I will come back to Bart in the next few months, and maybe four or five months, and revisit this and see how quickly change is coming and change is being made. Love to hear from you if you have been using AI in your business, if you've been using it um, certainly for, if you know, if you've been using it for reviews, for responding to negative reviews, perhaps if you've been using it to create content or if you've been using it for any other purpose, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at heather at vacationrentalformula.com um, just a quick mention about that email address that we have had some issues with it in the past few months and it's just been fixed and nearly 200 emails dropped in my inbox that I had not seen. So I am working through those. If you did email me and I haven't got back to you, you will hear from me. It will start with this big apology and, and then I'll answer whatever you asked me. Um, but you can now get in touch with me at heather at vacationrentalformula.com and I will respond. That's it for me for another week. As I say, as I said at the beginning, nearly wrapped up here in Gulf Shores, soon to be heading home back to a proper studio. And it will be a proper studio. We're actually building something a little bit, uh, a little bit new, a little bit different to go along with the new YouTube channel that is coming very, very shortly. So watch out for that as well. Thank you very much for being with me once again. And I can't wait to deliver more great content to you in the future. You've been listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, brought to you by the Vacation Rental Formula Business School. Get access to the knowledge and education to take your short-term rental business to the next level. Visit vacationrentalformula.com forward slash biz school for more information. 
It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.